We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. James Johnson with two beauties. Look for Randall to try to catch it long and throw it to Fournier. You got to throw it right into the middle. Fournier, good if it goes. And Brooklyn holds on to win. 112-110 in a thriller. Mm. Uh, it would have been nice to get that one. <clears throat> All right. Um... Fair warning, there's going to be a lot of positives because Knicks lost. We'll talk about the end. I'm not – if you're waiting for me to uh, get on Mitchell Robinson for, you know, doing something he obviously should not have done, um, listen, um, it happens. It happens. It's – I'm actually – this is going to sound fucked up, but I'm happier it's him doing it. Because, like, you know, Mitch will have those moments. And um, it doesn't mean he had a bad game. He actually had a really good game. Uh, It's unfortunate that that's how it had to end. Um, I feel bad for him. I'm sure he's going to, you know, feel bad about it. It sucks. It sucks that that's how the game had to end because this was a great game. And it's like a game like this I almost would have rather – um, Kevin Durant, you know, hit a shot and that's, you know, how we all go home because it's, it's unfortunate for a game like that to end on, on two free throws, but that's how it ends. Um, that said, I thought this was the best game the Knicks have played all year. And I'm honestly not sure that it's close. Um, I know the Knicks have, you know, come back from whatever it was, 20 down on the Bucks. I know the Knicks have beaten the Sixers or killed the Sixers with Embiid. I know, you know, the opening night win was great. Um, the, the Knicks have had moments in games where they have played well. And the Knicks have had games where they've hit a lot of shots, a lot, a lot of shots. Tonight was one of those nights. The Knicks, they were okay from the field. They, they hit uh, obviously a lot of twos. But that was, I think, much more a function of their offense, looking like a really good offense. They were 11 of 32 from downtown for 34.4%. A um, couple of threes in there that they missed that they probably normally would have made. Um, you know, 
Nobody was great from downtown. Nobody had a scorching night from downtown. Um, and even so, and even, and I'm not sure what's more impressive. The fact, I mean, there's a lot that's to take away from this game. That's a positive, And there's a lot that's impressive about this game. I think the first thing that I want to start with is how this looked like a version. And I'm going to, I'm going to cheers to this. This looked like a version of the team that we got last year. This looked like a version of the 2020, 2021 Knicks. This, this felt like we were watching that team that had those principles and that had just something about them that you knew more often than not, they were going to make it a game down the stretch. Um, And they did it. They never gave in on defense, which this team, if there's one thing that has characterized this team through 20 games, and I want to be very clear, I am not putting this all on Kemba Walker, not putting this all on Kemba Walker. But if there's one thing that has characterized this team through 20 games, it's that when there was a moment, and this is obviously more for the starters, when there was a moment for them to fold, they folded. Um, And, you know, there was never those, there was, there was never a time this season where it's like, where they had to really bear down on defense and they bared down. And in this game, like, look, you're all going to think I'm wearing blue and orange colored glasses for saying what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I thought the Knicks played good defense tonight. I thought their defense was as good as you could possibly be against this team with those dudes. And especially with Harden just making it a point to look like an MVP again. And again, we forget sometimes there's two MVPs over there. It's not like two older MVPs. It's two MVPs who are still more or less in MVP form, Harding, give or take a few years. Um, I don't know exactly what the the uh, Nets had with like about five minutes left in the third quarter, but the Knicks held them to 24 points in the fourth, and I feel like they held them to like two or four points in the last five minutes of the third. Um, an incredibly, an incredibly impressive um, performance after they let the Nets go crazy. And look, the Nets went crazy. And that's, you want to point to that's where the Knicks lost this game in the first, whatever it was, six minutes of the third quarter. That's fine. Nets obviously went on whatever it was, a 14 0 run. Very frustrating. And I think, you know, you saw there where there's a, was there a defensive breakdown or two right out of the gate? Absolutely. Can't happen. That's on, that's on Tibbs, not having the guys ready to play right out of the gate. Or if you want to put it on the fact that he went out there with um, with Grimes, he thought it would work. I think I would have said put Grimes in for for RJ. That would have been my move. It, I don't. I'm not saying it's his fault, but again, didn't work. Fournier didn't have it in the beginning of the third quarter. We'll talk about his huge shot. Um, his intensity level was not there. You know, initially in those first couple minutes, uh, whatever it was. It's not what you want. It's not great. It's it's definitely the one thing to be down about in this game was how they came out in the third. But that was just a lot of great play by the Nets. And give the Nets credit. They came out and defended like madmen for the first several minutes of the third quarter. And if the Nets are going to defend like that for like large stretches of games, you know, they're going to win the championship this year. Um, other than that, though, other than that, I thought, you know, for pretty much the entire game, it was it was Knicks basketball. Um, at least what we know Nick's basketball to be right now. I'm, I'm, I haven't read any super chats yet. So I'm, I'm glancing at some of the super chats that are coming up and a lot of people are focused on the refs. Listen, 
Um, Nets went to the line 25 times. Knicks went there 12 times. I'm not – you guys know me by now. I'm not going to be the guy that's – I mean, listen, if it's really egregious, I yell and scream about it. I didn't think it was egregious tonight. Harden's going to get those calls. Harden's been getting those calls for years. I understand the, the rule changes and whatnot, but, like, I don't, I don't know – Here's where I'm at with NBA refereeing, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I don't know what is a foul and is a foul anymore, even after the rule changes. So, like, did I feel like it was an unfair whistle tonight? Did I feel like there were clear fouls that the Nets committed that weren't called, but that the Knicks committed and there were? Not really. I mean, yeah, they it was a loose whistle tonight, more fouls than not. If it wasn't a looser whistle, would the Knicks have won? Probably. But... You know, I, that's not the thing that I'm going to take from this game. Um, and I think the Knicks lost because Kevin Durant's fucking incredible and James Harden's fucking incredible. And they combined for – what do they combine for? They combined for 61 points on 43 shots, you know, um, to go with uh, 17 assists between them and 15 rebounds between them. I mean, again, these are two of the 10 best – the best player in the NBA, arguably – and then one of the 10 or 15 best players in the NBA. And they both had stretches of this game where they looked at it. The Knicks don't have one of those guys. The Knicks have Julius Randle, who I'm probably – I don't know if this is the lead, um, but I thought Julius Randle had an outstanding game. Not a perfect game. Not a game without fault. Not a game where we can't, you know, point to a couple things that maybe he could have done better or whatever. Um, the stat line was nice, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. I just thought he looked, again, it's no coincidence. The Knicks looked like the 2021 version of the Knicks. Randall looked like the 2021 version of Julius Randall. And that's a really encouraging sign. Um, he had that little baby jumper there towards the end that he missed. Would have loved for that to go down. It was unfortunate that it didn't. Um, you know, and then Kevin Durant comes down and makes a shot. It's, it's fucking KD. Um, we're going to talk about all the guys. I, I thought Tibbs was in terms of the rotations, I thought Tibbs was good tonight. Um, Emmanuel quickly, career high by far, 38 minutes. Previous career high was 33. Congratulations, Emmanuel quickly. You have arrived. Um, second, third on the team in minutes tonight. Uh, Alec Burks, I mean, what more can you say about Alec Burks? He was great, 25, 5, and 5. Uh, Derek Rose, uh, I mean, all the guys who should have played down the stretch played. You want to you complain about 12 minutes for Toppin? I, I would be more apt to hear those complaints if Tibbs didn't go with Randall and Obi for arguably the pivotal stretch of the game. And you know what? When he brought Mitch back in, I thought it was the right decision. Um, I thought Julius Randall was right to play 40 minutes in this game. I thought his energy was great. I thought his defense was great. I thought he was the better defender than Randall. I thought they needed his gravity on offense. Um, you saw there were times where Julius Randle wasn't in the game or wasn't necessarily directly involved in the play. And the Knicks struggled to get anything going against the Nets during those during those times. Um, other than when Derrick Rose had the ball, like, you know, when the Nets are when any team's bearing down, it's going to be tough for, for Toppin to get the stuff that he gets other than in transition. And he got a couple of those plays in transition. So I didn't have an issue with Toppin only playing 12 minutes. Some people I'm sure will, but I, I'm not going to go crazy about that. Um I don't really have anything else. I mean, quickly, God, the shot that quickly hit the shot that Fournier hit. Fournier, man, what a maddening player. What an absolutely maddening player Evan Fournier is. Um, yeah, I, I, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll end it on that um, in terms of my con- – Mitch, I, I feel bad. I really do feel bad that this is going to 
kind of go on Mitch, but had a nice game. Um, did, Noel didn't look right. That's the other thing I want to say. No, no one's Noel, so it doesn't look right. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of stuff in the Super Chat. Let's get to it. Um, here we go. C.T. Pittman. The team, I love that C.T. has the first comment tonight, as it should be. As it should be. Uh, C.T. Pittman, this team was predicted to go to the finals, and we took them to, to the wire. Let's go. We got to keep building off this. That's the key. That's the key. C.T., as usual, is spot on. Got to keep building off of this because if they come out on um, Thursday, where they play the Bulls, I think they play the Bulls on Thursday, um, and they, you know, kind of revert back to form, then that's not going to be so great. Um, let me make sure I didn't just miss. Yeah, they, they play the Bulls and then they play Denver. Denver, a team that's been struggling, but again, never never an easy game against Nikola Jokic. They got to maintain this. There's a national TV game. No, I'm not. I'm not forgetting that Julius Randle seems to play well in national two games. Let's see Julius Randle come out and give the same effort and performance um, on, on Thursday and Saturday and every other game moving forward. Mitchell Robinson just tweets out, LOL. I mean, that's a foul, Mitch. I'm, I hate to tell you, buddy. That's a foul, but yeah, you got to keep building off of it. Uh, Dan Hidalgo catalyzing loss. I would think so. It feels like the Knicks are back on track. Completely agree. I see us only getting better from here. Yeah, the only thing that's like in, wave, hovering around in the back of my mind is like, okay, well, basically it's the same team as last year with Evan Fournier in place of Reggie Bullock. But, hey, guess what? Last year's team was, if you go by an 82-game season, about a 47-win team. If you want to go from when they acquired Derrick Rose to the end of the year, it was about a 52-win team. And, yes, they lost something with Bullock's defense, but um, I think what Fournier provides, despite the fact that Fournier has had an up-and-down year, I think what Fournier provides is really important. So even if they are only incrementally better than last year, and, oh, by the way, guess who's gotten a lot better? Guys like Emmanuel Quickly, guy, a guy like Obi Toppin, and hopefully as the season goes forward, R.J. Uh, RJ Barrett. So if, this, if all this loss did was basically – turn them into the version of the team that played the last 35 games or whatever it was last year after Derrick Rose arrived. I'll sign for that in a heartbeat. Give me that um, any day of the week. Uh, Tibbs in the post game. Um, I'm, I'm going to take a look at the film, but there was a big discrepancy in free throws. I can tell you that. I don't care how the game is called. You can call it tight. You can call it loose, but you got to call it the same. All right. So Tom Thibodeau disagrees with me here. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I just, I didn't see anything that was like – because here's the thing, right? The Nets have a player in James Harden who specializes in getting to the line. And if you want to talk about where the discrepancy in the free throws was, it was all with James Harden. James Harden got to the line 10 times. and Kevin, Or excuse me, Kevin Durant got to the line nine times. Those are two players – who get to the line for a living. That is part of how they make their bread in the NBA. Um, they did the shit that they always do. Is the whistle ever completely fair against a star player? You know, maybe the gripe that Thibodeau has, and maybe the gripe that I should have, is that there was contact on a lot of Randall plays too, but Randall doesn't get those same calls really. Um, unless he sells them. And I didn't see Randall selling the calls a lot tonight, not saying that he should have to. But, again, maybe this is the type of thing that if you were there in person, you saw it differently, although I'm sure a lot of people are going to be upset about it here who weren't at the game. Whatever. I really don't want to make this about the officials, but maybe that's what's going to become. Um, Mick Sellis would tell us, 
Wixel Metellus. Thank you for the super chat comment. I appreciate it. Jeremy E. What's going on, Jeremy? Tough loss. Wanted this one. I wanted it too. I hate, I hate losing this fucking team. Um, oh, and more from thank, thank you, Fred Katz. Uh, Thibodeau's shortest media availability of the season. The angriest he's been all year with the officiating. Said he has to look at the film. Ended his two-minute presser with this. I know Julius was driving the ball pretty damn hard, and I'm pissed. Yeah. So clearly he feels that Julius Randle should have gotten to the line more than – where did he get to the line? Twice? Twice. Two times. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a discrepancy. That's a discrepancy. Again, he'll go watch the film. I'll go watch the film. We'll all go watch the film. Um, I'm sure there was more contact there that was perhaps not obvious to me in the moment. And maybe I'm wrong, but, um, again, just kind of going, going off my instant reaction here. Uh, Jeremy E, sorry, cut you short there. Uh, that said, Randall looking like last year's version of himself feels like a victory. Completely agree. Minus the TA. Can't get a T there. Uh, Mitch is dumb. Nah, Mitch isn't dumb. Mitch is, Mitch is Mitch. Um, Jeremy Blaustein. First Super Chat coming from Japan here. What's going on, Jeremy? Thanks for um, chiming in. Appreciate you uh, checking in from halfway around the world. Best loss of the season. I agree with that. First loss I feel like I've come on here and felt actually pretty good about. Props to Tibbs. Grit is back. Chemistry's back. Eastern Conference is on notice. If they play like this the rest of the year, they're going to be a playoff team again. I don't know if it's going to be four, five, six. But I feel confident if this is the Knicks team that shows up for the rest of the year – they're going to be somewhere in that top six, which, you know, I'd sign for right now. I imagine most of us would sign for right now. Slacker Hero, what's going on, man? I can't feel bad about this loss. The Knicks went toe-to-toe with the heavy East favorites and lost by two. I'll take it. Bring on the Bulls. Um, just, yeah, bring on the Bulls for sure. Just in regards to the East favorites part, one, this is absolutely still the East favorite, even without Kyrie Irving. Two, um, the Nets played well tonight. The Nets' best players played well tonight. I thought, again, the fact that we're not talking about, oh, Patty, I mean, other than those two threes to start the third, Patty Mills, all these open looks from deep, and, you know, whoever else, all these open – like, I thought the Knicks did a really, really, really nice job being on their P's and Q's in terms of getting out on shooters, um, contesting looks everywhere. I really did think they're de- – like, to hold this team when those two guys – and I know Durant had a rough first half. When those two guys get it going – to hold this team to 112 points at home, um, that's I, I for me I, I find that impressive. Um, wow, Mitch is Mitch is all over Twitter. Um, got pushed in the back and hit the ball first. That's what he's saying. Yeah, Mitch is Mitch is Mitch is not happy. He shouldn't be happy, but I get that he's frustrated. Um, Jeremy Chase. Team played inspired ball. Completely agree. And, and let me, I'm going to, well, let me read the rest of the comment. Jules looked great. Tech notwithstanding. Tough loss, but I feel good. Also, Spike looked like the Hamburglar on 80s night. Comment of the night. Thank you, Jeremy Chase. Um, I want to say, in terms of inspired ball, you know, was it the national TV game? Maybe. Was it the fact that it was Brooklyn? Maybe, you know, I can't help but wonder, again, the fact that Walker got benched and they came out with this level of effort. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to me. 
Um, but again, we'll see what happens on Thursday night. See if they can follow it up. Joe De, uh, DeSanto, what's going on, Joe? Thank you so much for the contribution. It's very generous of you. We appreciate it. Would love to play them in the playoffs. Number seven home games. Uh, listen, I would not be shocked if Milwaukee got the, the number one seed because I think Milwaukee already got their injury issues out of the way. I think Milwaukee is going to have the best record in the East from here on in. Um, wouldn't shock me if Brooklyn was the number two. That would mean maybe the Knicks are the number seven, or who knows? Maybe we play each other in the second round. Wouldn't that be nuts? That'd be fun. Uh, I'd love to see that. It would be uh, it would be a lot of fun. Uh, good comment. Thank you again for the contribution. Robert Cross, my chicken cutlet aficionado, 100% on the field of the team tonight, John. Glad to hear it. Hashtag we here. Hashtag 53 wins. I hope to God they, they keep the 53 wins alive until like the very end of the year. That would be amazing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Janky AF thoughts on the rivalry with Brooklyn in the new East. Um, are they the most satisfying team to be? Well, we got to beat them first. We haven't beat them in any game that, you know, any of the big guys have played in. Um, I think it's either, it's either Brooklyn or Atlanta for sure. Um, I still don't, I think we need to beat them. I'll be honest. I feel like we need to beat them. It's not a rivalry until we beat them. We kicked the shit out of Atlanta last year. And we went into that series with a lot of swagger, and then they kicked the shit out of us. And now we just beat them. So that's a rivalry. When when people take turns, you know, with with punches, 
we haven't really, I mean, I know we've gotten some punches in on Brooklyn, but like, you know, we're still the, we're still second fiddle. Um, Got to beat them in a big game, big spot. Uh, hopefully it happens next time. Uh, sorry it's late, but my best to the co- uh, coincidence. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, Janky do thank you. Uh, very, very cute. Uh, yes, we thank you again for the condolences on behalf of Jeremy. Um, Anthony Sixto, what's up, Anthony? Love some of the defensive plays Randall made on Durant down the stretch. I, I mean, the one shot Durant hit, was it the last shot that he hit? I guess it was the last shot he hit. I thought Randall, I mean, Randall was on him like a glove. And I thought Randall's defense on, on Durant all night was really – for him to go out there and do what he did on offense and then have the defense – I mean, it was Randall's best game of the season probably by far. Um, again, I know he's had some better scoring outputs and better shooting games, um, but I thought this was Randall's best game of the season. Um, quick versus Harden as well. I, I thank you for that. I thought I've been haven't mentioned Quickly's defense – Quick, I think Quickly's the best perimeter defender on the team. Uh, maybe I'll change my opinion once RJ gets ramped up and he's healthy again, whatever else. Quickly's defense is just, like nobody takes advantage of that guy. He's up in everybody's shit every second. Um, it's, you know, I noticed one possession at the end of the first half. I'm sure there were some more possessions in the second half, but it just like Harden didn't do a lot in the second half. I, you know, I wonder why. Um, first time they look like we, tr- they truly figured something out. Completely agree. We back. Oh, good hashtag. Hashtag we back. Nick Kakalovsky. Statistically, we won. Lopsided free throw calls lost it. Yeah. Uh, again, Tom Thibodeau agrees with you. And I always agree with Tom Thibodeau. So, um, yeah, you're, you're, you might be right. Um, Greg film stuff. Uh, I've been asking Jules to take the ball to the rim, and finally he does it tonight. Yes. Uh, I'm going to actually pull up Jules' uh, shot chart as I'm reading the rest of this. Um, He has one of his best games of the season. When he attacks the rim and doesn't settle, it opens everything up. I think he needs both. He needs to be able to hit some of those shots from the outside so it forces defenders to play up on him, and he could take it to the rack. And then obviously make the appropriate pass. I, I will say, maybe with the exception of one or two shots, I didn't think Julius Randle took a bad shot all night. I thought Julius Randle's shots were good. I thought his, I mean, he had down the stretch, especially when he drew the doubles, he made the right play. And I thought everybody for the Knicks almost universally made the right play tonight, which is why obviously I'm not sitting here upset about this loss. You get upset about losses or wins when your team doesn't play up to their capabilities. And you feel like the Knicks played up to their capabilities tonight. And, um, you know, could they have been a little better? Sure. So the Randall shot chart, um, only two threes tonight. Interesting. Um, feels more true to him than, you know, and I've been guilty of this. I he took I think he went four for ten from three earlier this year, and I was like, great, that's wonderful. I don't think Randall is can be Randall if he's not really putting the ball on the floor and 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 doing his thing inside the arc. So again, this is a guy who's still trying to figure out his game. We forget sometimes, just turned 27 years old. Happy birthday, Julius, right? Um, who knows? Maybe his birthday got him going. Um, 
we continue in the super chat. Thank you everybody for all the all the comments. Charm City Nick fan. Lately, we've taken more optimism from our losses than our wins, but I'll take this. I think this is different. I think this is different. Tough losses can still be good for culture, and this is one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I think the, our culture is set. I think we know what our culture is, and I think tonight was a cult. Was you saw the culture in action? I thought we kind of got away from that culture a little bit over the first twenty games, which is why Thibodeau made the decision he did. Like that again. That wasn't Knicks basketball. What they were playing. Uh, hopefully, it continues. Um, you know, and look, the the Nets. To be very clear, they're one of the five best teams in basketball. The Suns are one of the five best teams in basketball. We've now gotten two games against those guys out of the way. That's good. Um, the Bucks are one of the one of the five best teams in basketball. We've gotten two games against them out of the way. That's good. Um, still got two against the Warriors. Um, still got another one against the Suns. Uh, you still got uh, two against the Jazz. Uh, how many more against the Nets? Four more against the Nets? Five, three more? I forget how many they play against Brooklyn. And then I, another one or two against Milwaukee. Point is... You don't have too many of these games where you you feel like – because every other team in the league, in my mind, if the Knicks play up to their capabilities, they should win. And there's like five teams, if the Knicks play up to their capabilities, they might still lose. This is one of those teams. Um, so, again, we, 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 we take solace in, in what we can take solace in. Uh, catch up in the, uh, in the chat here. You guys are awesome tonight. Uh, appreciate, again – all the contributions, everything, uh, even after a loss. Aussie Knicks fan, what's going on? Ch- shout out to Land Down Under. Great fight from the Knicks. We need to play with pace and penetration. I'm so happy you said pace. I thought every opportunity that the Knicks had to push the pace, they did so. And you saw that all night. And, you know, that's that's the nice thing about having Emmanuel quickly in the game and Obi Toppin in the game. And, um, you know, Tonight, Derek Rose and, and Julius Randle. I thought Julius pushed the pace a little bit tonight. Um, certainly Rose. Uh, Burks, you know, not so much, but, you know, Bur- what, you can't complain about Burks. Um, starts by playing Obi more than four minutes in the first 38 minutes of the game. The way IQ, Obi, and D. Rose play is winning basketball. I mean, again, I, I don't want to focus too much on the Obi part of it because I, I just – here's the thing. To me, and this is maybe me just being a tips apologist. God knows I've done it before, and I'll do it again. For him to go with a healthy Mitchell Robinson and a healthy Nerlens Noel, to say nothing of a healthy Taj Gibson, for him to go with Obi and Randall together for that key stretch of game in the fourth quarter lets me know that he knows what he has in that combo. And he knows when the, when push comes to shove, and he was playing to win this game because he played Emmanuel quickly, six more minutes than he'd ever played in his career. Played Jules 40 minutes, played Burks almost 40 minutes. Um, for him to go to that there lets me know that Tibbs knows what he has with those guys together. The reason I guess I, I, I always kind of tend to push back on the Obi stuff as someone who wants Obi to play 18 minutes a game is because I don't think it's that Jules shouldn't be out there. I've maintained, and I will continue to maintain, the best version of this team involves Julius Randle reaching his maximum potential. Now, maybe that's a little bit less Jules, you know, less is more, because he'll, he'll keep the energy up in the whole thing. I thought tonight they needed him out there. 
I thought tonight when Jules wasn't out there again or Jules wasn't involved in the play, their offense tended to struggle a little bit. Um, so it's just, look, the kid's in a tough position. As an NBA player, he should be playing 25 minutes a night. On this team, he should still be playing 16 to 18 minutes a night. He doesn't. Um, and it's annoying, and I wish I wish he played more. I love him. Um, he's fun to watch. Um, D Zilla, what's going on, Dick? Competitive game. Felt like we were back on track. Julius is Julius. Very much agreed. Just got to have IQ, let it fly with two seconds left, but otherwise, no complaints. Yeah, I would have liked to quickly taking that shot. Although, you know, Fournier at the previous one, so. Um, God, quickly he's good. I love Emmanuel quickly. He's I, I, I love Emmanuel quickly. Um, Josh Kim. I think the Knicks should trade Mitch, Knox, and Picks for Miles Turner because Mitch is just a waste of space. <laughs> Can't box out and, and and catch, can't defend. Oh, okay. Well, this is first one of these types of comments we've had in a while. Uh, Mitchell Robinson um, is not a waste of space. Mitchell Robinson's a very good basketball player who uh, had a rough moment at the end, uh, is slightly limited offensively, but also is one of the best offensive rebounders in basketball, is one of the best um, rim protectors in basketball still. He had a second jump tonight where – he swatted the ball out of bounds. There's three, four guys in the league at his size or close to his size that have that second jump. Um, I still think he's playing hurt. He, he tweeted as much that he's playing hurt, or I think Instagrammed as much the other day that he's still not fully healthy. Um, I've been hard on Mitch this year. Um, he's a good basketball player. And I think there is a world – where it makes sense for them to trade him and maybe um, even include him in a trade for Miles Turner because I do think Miles Turner makes some sense on this team. And I do think on the whole, Miles Turner is a, is a better basketball player than Mitchell Robinson right now, today. Um, you know, that said, I'm, I don't know what, I don't know how, what picks you, you want to give up. I'm not sure I'm, I'm you know, mortgaging the, the farm for for miles turner um before i get to the next super chat i don't know if you said it yet but please comment this is from andrew claudio please comment on how much more annoying this was with reggie miller narrating reggie miller man like nothing he says is something that i want to hear i don't care if he's saying good things about the knicks i don't care like just when he was like waxing poetic at the end about like oh this is New York basketball. This is fun. Just shut the fuck up and go away. Nobody wants to hear you or your stomach tattoo. Uh, Hush Zoo. Uh, refs had prize picks on Harden. I like that one. I wonder if the Clips would give us Ibaka for Kemba. I don't know if I want Serge Ibaka. I feel like if I if I'm getting a five, I, I want to stretch five. If we're if we're take, getting one of our fives out of the rotation, moving someone else in. Um, I wrote it in the newsletter, by the way, this morning, I, I, I went through the entire league, just team by team, cap by cap, the whole thing. I don't see an obvious Kemba trade out there. I'm, I'm welcome to suggestions. I don't really see one. Um, curious to see what a stretch five looks like in our, in our lineup, but I'd rather have a real stretch five. Like I, I don't know if I, I don't know if Sergi Bach is putting 
you know, scaring anybody uh, from deep. Miles Turner, I feel like maybe really found something from from deep so far this year. It's certainly been his his best um, uh, season from from long range in a while. Uh, here's another Julius Randall quote again, courtesy of Fred Katz. Uh, shout out to Fred, uh, upcoming podcast guest. Julius Randall getting to the free throw line only twice tonight. You saw what happened. Everyone saw what happened. Says he doesn't want to talk about the refs or his tech beyond that. Randall was frustrated with officials on the court after the game, as was Tibbs and his presser. I'm happy they're pissed off. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm happy they're pissed. They should be pissed off. Even if I may not have been as gung-ho about the whole ref thing, maybe it's just because I'm so happy about how they played tonight. But, yeah, it's good that they're pissed. Um, Overratedness. The biggest difference, I think, thank you for the contribution, by the way, overratedness. The biggest difference, I think, was finally playing IQ with Randall and Rhodes. IQ stretches the defense so much that Randall finally has space to drive. Randall was getting whacked, Macri. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was. I, I Look, I, um, I I will say this. When I made the comment about the, the free throws, I was more focusing on, like, I, I thought the, the calls that the Nets got were fine. I, I I really have to go back and watch watch whatever they were doing to Randall because um I guess there was stuff that I missed because Tibbs and, and Randall don't usually react this way. So I'll 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 um I'll take the L on this one. Uh I guess I guess he got whacked more than more than I noticed initially. Uh in terms of the comment about quickly playing more, I mean quickly just he needs to play more regardless. He's the he's he might be the best player on – he might have been the best player on the team through 20 games. And he played pretty well tonight. I know he didn't shoot it great. Um, he does everything. I mean, the only – the only, and I said this on the halftime Zoom, the only segment left of Quickly's game that's left for him to, to figure out, and it's like, you know, the difference between good players and great players, and it's why certain guys are never going to be, like, number one options or number two options, and other guys will – is he needs to figure out how to basically either get into the teeth of the defense once he gets a switch or just be able to manipulate the pick and roll, you know, anytime he needs to. And you saw tonight that the one turnover that he had that was was a bad turnover, he got the switch on LaMarcus Aldridge and he tried to kind of break Aldridge down. It wasn't happening. Harden came over, stole the ball. I mean, it was a good defensive play, don't get me wrong. But, like, that's the last step for quickly. Once you get the switch and teams will switch on him, um, and they're, especially if he's – until he proves he can break down a big consistently. And, look, Aldridge is like – there's a lot of body there. He can still move a little bit. You know, he's not he's not statuesque. He's not Jonas Valanciunas out there on defense. But, like, Quick still needs to be able to, to get what he needs against, against that um, – against Aldridge in that situation. Um, Bradley Rothman. Randall was great, but he has to learn time of the game with that T. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, clearly he was really pissed tonight. Um, also, the hardened travel no call was the one that bothered me the most with the officiating. They have to call that. Um, I'll be honest, I don't even know what travel call you're talking about. I was kind of very into the game, and I, I really – I'm. this is just me. I don't focus on the refereeing that much. To me, I'm just focusing more on like in the moment, at least like rotations and like things of that nature. Like what, what are players doing off ball when they're on offense? So I apologize. I, I missed that. 
Uh, I'm sure it was bad if you're saying it was bad. Um, Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Fast forward to J-Mac eating a turtle live stream. I, I'm actually hungry right now, I, and I have two chicken cutlets in the fridge waiting for me. I don't know what else I have in the fridge, uh, but there's going to be a sandwich situation in a few minutes. I can tell you that. Um, what else we got here? Hang on one sec. Catching up. Uh... Okay, looks like we're almost caught up. Um, o dog, RJ played good for five seconds. He was sick, you know. What do you What do you want? Um, feel better, RJ. Hopefully, he's not out for for long because I think this team needs RJ. Um, Air mm, Aircio, Aircio. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Favaro. Do you think there's any chance of Kemba getting back into the rotation? Uh, no, not unless I don't even know the rash of injuries that they would have to um, have for uh, for for Kemba to get back. I, I, I'd, I'd actually, if truth be told, absent some a lot of injuries, I'd be su- really surprised if, if Kemba Walker ever played another minute for the Knicks. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? And uh, Andrew, I got you. Um, missed most of the game, but looks like they played well. Macri, what are your thoughts on the Kemba rumors? Is it crazy? To- <laughs> Christ. I hope this is a joke, Kevin. Um, is it crazy to think we could get a first for Wall if we took on that contract, give Kemba and more? Okay, folks, I love you, Kev. Uh, the NBA has a thing called the salary cap. And the notion of like, oh, well, it's just Kemba and more. Kemba Walker makes under $9 million. John Wall makes forty. 40- Two forty-three, something forty, whatever, forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, something in that range, million dollars. Uh, because of the salary matching rules, the Knicks would need to take back uh, thirty-four million and change. Subtract Kemba's almost nine million. That means uh, they need to take back more than twenty-five additional million dollars if they want to make a trade for John Wall. Uh, number one, the Knicks are not going to make a trade for John Wall. Number two, the Knicks are not going to make a trade for John Wall. Number three. Uh, I don't think uh, for a second that there aren't people within the Knicks organization who are intrigued by the idea of John Wall joining up with his Kentucky friends here. Uh, however, I think that would be on a buyout situation. Uh, I, I, if this team traded for John Wall, I don't care what they gave up. Um, Brock Aller would be, you'd see him jumping off the top of fucking two pen Plaza. Uh, number four, in terms of this, the matching salary to make up the difference it would be Fournier and, you know, I, yeah, sure. Could you do like Fournier and Noel? Would like that make the money work? Yeah. I, okay. Why would the Knicks do that? You know, why Why would the Knicks want to give up Fournier, who I know hasn't been great, but like Fournier is a good little contract. Not so little, but he's not the biggest contract in the world. Um, there's other teams out there who like would view Evan Fournier making $18 million a year, only two more guaranteed years left on that deal after this season. That's not a bad asset. Um, and again, I say that knowing that he has not looked great so far this year. Uh, they're not just going to throw him around willy nilly to bring on John wall at a crazy number. Um, you know, so just the Knicks are not going to trade for John wall. Uh, so, Steph, uh, courtesy of Steph Bondi, 
Julius Randle said he was told by officials he's not getting called because he's stronger than defenders and the contact is not affecting him. That's not how you're supposed to referee a game. I mean, if that's actually what they said, then fucking I'm an asshole for, for not making a bigger deal out of this. Um, whew, boy. If that's, if that's actually what was said, that's, that's horrible. And I mean, the refs have, Look, the refs need – again, I, I, I said at the beginning, I, I don't think the ref, NBA refereeing is very good. I'm just kind of used to it. I accept it. Um, that's bad. That's bad if that's what was said. Um, he had a right to get a tech. So I don't, I don't blame him for the tech anymore after that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, thank you, Stephen Martinez, for the super chat. I appreciate uh, your contribution. Uh, and I'm going to take some questions from the regular chat as well. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a good comment. Uh, Kane Marco, you must have been raised by cops or military. You seem to capitulate to authority and give the coach and refs the benefit of the doubt, no matter how tips reform or how bad they screw us. Go next. Yeah, I do capitulate to authority. I don't capitulate. That's not why I'm being easy on the refs. I'm, I'm being easy on the refs because, like, you know, I just – I've been watching Kevin Durant and James Harden get calls for a decade. Like, they're going to get calls that other guys don't get. It's the NBA. Julius Randle sometimes get those calls. I could sit here and complain about it uh, more. I could sit here and get really fired up or whatever else. It's not my it's not my nature to do so. Uh, I'm sorry if my sitting here and not raising hell about the refs has diminished your post game watching experience, um, but that's just not. I'm sure if you go watch any other post game that anybody else is doing right now, I'm sure they're still bitching about the refs. So uh, if you if you wanted to hear that, um, I don't know, go go watch them. But thank you for the contribution. Um, Jordan Bub, it seems refs told Randall that, yeah, I got that, that uh, they called the game differently because it's stronger. Um, the content doesn't affect him yet. Thank you for pointing that out, Jordan. Frank Miranda. Um, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Uh, hey, Mac, this team is one perimeter star away from really competing. Do you think something's happening by the deadline or in the offseason, uh, Fox or Murray? Um I, I mean, you guys know I love DeJounte Murray. I think that's probably the new drinking game at this point. Anytime I talk about trading for DeJounte Murray, I don't think the, the, the Spurs want to trade DeJounte Murray. He's really good. Um, 
and De'Aaron Fox. Fox is interesting to me. Um, talk about a buy low guy. I don't think you're ever buying lower on a guy like De'Aaron Fox than right now. If they want to sell low on him. I have no idea if they want to sell low on him. I have no idea if he has it in him to, to try to angle his way out of there with, uh, what, he's got three years left after this one? Or was this the first year of his extension? I should know this. Um, I'll look it up right now. Um, but, yeah, I love De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox has not played uh, great basketball this year. I think he has much better basketball in him. Um, and I would absolutely trade for De'Aaron Fox. I, I have no idea what that trade would look like. You know, but the only other thing I'll say, like, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to get too high on quickly here, but like, man, quickly's presence changes so much about the types of players that I would mortgage the farm for. Like, yeah, you're going to mortgage the farm for like a big wing or like who could make shots. Like, you know, that, not that those guys ever come on the market or, or like, you know, a Dame, like you, I know Dame hasn't had a great year. You, you you pay the price for Dame because he's fucking Dame and he's an offense unto himself and he's, he's that good. A guy like Fox, now that Quickly's here, you know, I'm not saying Darren Fox is better than Manuel Quickly. Obviously he is, but you know, it's watching Quickly the way he operates, man. It's, it's, it's close. Um, get some, get some, Oh, I think we're all, I think we're all caught up. Uh, oh, here we go. Hold on. Uh, Kevin, back for more. If they get the Houston first, which could be top five, they're not. They're not why would you unprotected draft pick just to unload John Wall's salary just for the right to save? What are they saving? They're saving whatever they don't have to pay him next year. Um, Noel's contract's guaranteed for next year. Kemba's contract's guaranteed for next year. Fournier's contract's guaranteed. I don't mean to laugh, but, like, Houston's not giving up. Like, Houston doesn't give a fuck about their roster or their wins total this year or next year. They got to pay, like, they're not in the luxury tax, you know. Like, they don't care that much about John Wall's salary, especially when they're the Knicks wouldn't be giving up expiring money to bring on John Wall. So it's not like they're saving a bunch of money next year. Um Again, I'm I'm sorry to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. Um, De'Aaron Fox has uh, four more years left on his contract after this one. So yeah, I don't know if he's if he's at the point of being able to to uh, angle his way out. We'll 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 see. Um, okay, what else we got? Let's take some questions from the the regular chat. Um, Javier Montalvo, Leon needs to get out there and protect the players. If you're waiting for Leon Rose to hold a press conference criticizing the rest refs, I think you may be waiting a while. Um, Pastor Claudio's Obi Hive, my favorite name in this entire chat. What's a bigger need, stretch five or RJ's jump shot? Ooh, boy. RJ's jump shot. Because they could be fine without a stretch five. I think having a vertical threat is – not like having a stretch five, but it's it opens the offense up in in other ways. Um, and the Knicks, by the way, the Knicks have a stretch five. His name is Obi Toppin. Um, so if RJ's jump shot doesn't come around, and again, I, I think it will, I think he's gonna be fine. Um, then we're talking about a very different uh, caliber of player than the one with the, the the type of ceiling that we've we've been talking about a lot 
over the last few years. Um, Pops, Buda Baker, give me Fox all day long. Yeah, I love I love De'Aaron Fox. Uh, the Neals next door. LOL, the Kings would probably request for someone of our coaches also in a trade. Um, yeah, I don't I – don't, I mean, honestly, you want to talk about a realistic trade for Fox? So in terms of the money this offseason, um, Kemba and Fournier together for Fox works barely, but it works. Um, so if you use Kemba and Fournier for salary – what else do you need to send? Uh, I don't think they have much interest in Mitch. And plus, unless you do the trade this season, um, you're going to have to get involved with a sign and trade scenario with Mitch. And sign and trades are always – there's a bunch of different rules that are involved with sign and trades, so it's not that easy. Um, you know, Kemba, Kemba Fournier, and, and Obi for De'Aaron Fox? No one's going to want to do that. Um, I mean, Knicks fans are not going to want to do that. We love Obi Toppin, right? Um, it's tough because, like, they, they they need a four. The Kings need a four. I think they're starting Metu at the four right now. I mean, they have Bagley, but Bagley's a goner. Like, I don't know if you. I don't know what what would what would it take for you to in terms of picks? If you did Obi in two seconds plus the matching salary. That's a lot to give up for De'Aaron. I love De'Aaron Fox, and that's a lot to give up for De'Aaron Fox. Maybe you do the Hornets pick, and I don't know. Would they do the Hornets pick and the Mavs pick? Probably not. Um, plus OB and the salary. I don't know. That's the type of deal I feel like it would get. Because here's the other thing about De'Aaron Fox, and I think this is what make it would make it interesting. If the Kings were ever really out on Fox, I don't know how many teams would be beating down Sacramento's doors to get their hands on him and be like, you know, we're a De'Aaron Fox away from contention or we're a De'Aaron Fox away from like the playoffs or like, I don't know. I think the Knicks would probably really get in and, um, and, and, and make a good offer. Kevin Danishevsky back for more. Okay. I see what you're saying. Sorry. I don't mean, to, I just, I, I'm my head for as much as Jeremy and as he should has the reputation of, uh, as the KFS cap guy, I think about the cap a lot. And I, I, I worry, uh, I spend a lot of time looking at cap figures. So I, I'm very tuned into this stuff. Um, all right. I got some instructions from, from, uh, Andrew here. Uh, about some comments to try to read, which I'm going to try to find now before I sign off. Uh, I'll pin it. You could, oh yeah, that's right. We could pin these things. Okay, so pin some of these. There we go. Um, Brogdon trade. Question about a Brogdon trade from Jonas Plout. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is not allowed to be traded until after this season because he signed an extension um, right before the season started. So there will be no Malcolm Brogdon trade in the near future. Um, Yushan Zhu, care to comment on Deuce and Luca? Them boys are killing it in the G League. Yeah, I mean, I I never like talking about the refs. The only thing I I probably am worse at than than complaining about the refs is like making much of G League performances. It's a different league. Um, you could go off into G League. I think Deuce has looked really good. I think he's an NBA player. I think he can give NBA minutes right now. Is he someone that, as the Knicks are currently constituted, should be like getting rotation minutes? 
I, I don't think so. Same with Semantic. And, and Semantic's a talented player, and I think maybe just the fit wasn't great in, in, in San Antonio. I'm excited to see those guys moving forward. I love what they're doing in the G League. I don't think it changes any of the calculations as far as what the Knicks are doing right now with their rotation. Maybe it, it affects, you know, again, I'm sure this front office is going to be in on trades. And if they do have to do a three for one, and it's tough to even do a three for one, or but even if it's like a, a, a three for two or a four for two or something like that, and then you wave one of the guys coming back, does moving McBride into a spot in the rotation, might that, you know, be part of their thinking? Maybe. And I guess the G League stuff is important for that, but that's probably about it. Um, Moshin, Mosin, Mosin, Saber. Even with Burks moving into the starting lineup, do we still need a primary playmaking point guard? Um, I don't think so. Uh, so tonight, tonight, because of course I made my box score go away. Um, I'm going to, I know Emmanuel quickly played 39 minutes. I'm going to assume that Derek Rose played what? 35. Like there's your point guards right there. I know Alec Burks is quote unquote, the starting point guard. Uh, Derek Rose played 35. Good guess by me. Um, like they have so many point guards and like, if you're talking about like, who's the guy out there that they could get, that's an upgrade over Derek Rose. And Emmanuel quickly, I don't, I don't really see it, you know, other than like the types of big names that we're talking about, like De'Aaron Fox. I, I think, again, they'll be in on anybody who comes on the market, but I don't, I don't see them itching to make a trade. I, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, God knows I've been wrong before. Okay, let's get, uh, we get one more comment, Andrew, are we done? Uh, no, I think we're done. Okay, so uh, on that note, unless there's anything else. I am going to sign off after uh, 53 minutes. This has been great. Again, apologies to everybody who wanted me to rail against the refs. I should have been more critical probably against the refs. I just – not my nature to do so. Um, but we, we probably got a job tonight, and maybe it cost us the win. Who knows? Uh, hopefully we get the benefit of the doubt uh, with the whistle on Thursday because we've got another big one coming up. Uh, I'm not going to say that that Bulls game is like a must win, but big game for the Knicks. I would love if they followed this up with a uh, victory over a team that has been a little uneven in recent weeks. Um, they could beat Chicago, and I know they could beat Chicago because they already have beat Chicago. So um, we will see what happens. Anyway, thanks, everybody, in the Super Chat, in the regular chat. Uh, thanks, everybody, listening uh, tomorrow on your podcast uh, app of choice. And uh, I should probably say, although I'm sure we'll tweet it out tomorrow, there is not going to be a podcast released tomorrow, which we usually do on Wednesdays. Uh, we're going to be switching up the schedule a little bit moving forward. We are uh, going to be having podcasts in terms of interviews with guests on off days only. So um, might be, you know, uh, like in this week, for instance, we're going to have something dropping on Thursday. Um, but uh You'll just see that because it'll pop up on your feed. Anyway, that's it. Everybody have a good night, and I will talk to you soon. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.